episode 98 with Anna Loza. Welcome to the Heart, Sun and Gut Show. I'm your host, Amy Biondini, and we're going to be talking all things magic, mastery and money. Anna Loza, hello, thank you for being here. Hey Amy, so wonderful to be here with you, thank you so much. You're so welcome. So I know we've talked before about you and sensuality, me a sensuality coach, and it's like I'm fascinated between the link between kind of sensuality and spirituality. So yeah, tell me more about that. What does that actually mean, I mean to you? For sure. So the for me, the link between sensuality and spirituality, whoo, that is such a vast topic. Okay, let's dive into it from one perspective here, that as spiritual beings living this experience, we are walking around in this plane in our bodies. We're having certain sensations, we're smelling things, we're touching things, we're feeling the sunshine on our skin. So I find that the body and the sensations that are generated here as we tune into them, as we learn to do that, as we find safety in it, we find that it's okay to drop into the sensations of our body, we get to come to this point of stillness, this point of joy even. And then we connect with, wow, like here I am living my life. Here I am connecting with beauty. All of a sudden we're finding beauty all around ourselves. So it's important to note that the way that I speak about sensuality um, it really is multi-spectrum. It doesn't need to be, you know, directly jumping into some sort of conversation around orgasms or like genital stimulation. It's not that, especially not in the beginning, especially not um, as, so I've worked with people who didn't feel safe in their bodies when we came together to begin our work. So it wouldn't have even been wise to suggest that it, a person who's finding themselves in that space would um, all of a sudden take on, you know, orgasmic sort of cultivation, orgasmic practices. And I find that a lot of women are coming um, in general in our society in this place where we've been disconnected from that orgasmic piece for quite a while, either via shame, either just forgetting, either trauma, that actually the starting point is something so different and that place of starting slow actually really cultivates a spiritual connection um, with the all-encompassing sort of bigger picture that sensuality is the sensuality leads us into I love that it's kind of like the slow food movement but for sensuality and I think one of the things that you've kind of touched on is huge about feeling safe in our bodies I think we have been disconnected for so long in so many different ways that just finding safety in, you know, feeling our bodies and feeling our feelings is the first place to start for a lot of people. And I can see how kind of, if you're not embodied, then things like orgasms are going to be more of a challenge because you're disconnected. And I think one of the things that people don't often see or think about is that we are spiritual beings in a body 
but that doesn't mean the body is less it's not less important it's just important because it's what gets us to or allows us to experience our life yeah well and that point has something that through dogmatic religion that has really been put into people that the body is somehow less it gets to be ignored we're just living from the neck up or the heart up in most cases so really my work has been about um, I really call it soul embodiment where we're bringing those amazing downloads those spiritual connections those soul infused ideas and expressions we're bringing them down through the crown the throat the heart down through the solar plexus into the root and the sacral so it's becoming more embodying more of our essence embodying more of ourselves and just this piece of you know the body being you know we've been told that it's something to discard really something to discard and you know at best we're just going to be content with it we're just going to take care of it to some extent and that's I feel that a lot of your listeners probably are not even in that paradigm um, just because, you know, I think a lot of us are awakening to understanding that, hey, there's something here. My body is a temple that's become a really, you know, really well understood mm -hmm. idea. Um, and so this is about really taking that beyond idea and starting to have a lived experience of that. And I think in the spiritual community, one of the issues that we're facing as a collective is that we can be very much in the upper chakras. Like it's all about the crown chakra and above, and that's amazing. There's so much information, but it's bringing all that goodness down to actually earth. Is I think the next the next evolution is being fully embodied and really embodying our divinity and our humanity. Yeah. So what I've seen in that um, through the clients that I've worked with is that as women, especially spiritual entrepreneurs. Um, you know, how do we start as spiritual entrepreneurs? We have this heart calling. We have these ideas. As we start to bring this down, we actually start to involve our body. We start to create a more, um, a day of living our business from our body. It means that we don't just like forget about our body while we're sitting at the computer. We involve certain practices that ground us, that bring us back into, hey, this is my life. No matter if I'm on the computer, no matter if I'm meeting with clients, I'm living my life in every moment. So as we start to integrate these practices, remember our body, remember where we are, our, our ideas all of a sudden start to come stronger. So ideas for certain launches that people had. Um, I've worked with a woman who had a really incredible project going on that it was all it was this idea it was this soul calling and we really worked on grounding this grounding this through certain sensual practices and you can almost imagine it like making love to your idea dancing with your idea getting to know the essence of your business the essence of your work and as that's happening all of a sudden you're meeting people opportunities are coming your way um certain things you start to begin taking action on them much easier um, women find that it's easier to go live on Facebook and to show up a certain judgment falls away, certain layers of fear fall away, and women start to actually show up in their soul work on a much deeper level. And at the core of it personally, that's what I'm here for, is to see all genders, all humans, and I specifically work with women, to show up in their big 
planetary missions, really giving their gift in on this earth, creating a better space for all of us and the future generations. I love that so much. So you mentioned there's some different practices that we can kind of do. What are some examples that you can give us that we can kind of take away and do ourselves? Yeah, well, let's do this right now. So, um, you know, as usual, for those who are listening to this while driving, um, you know, do this to the extent that you can be safe with it. We're not going to be closing our eyes for this. On your next inhale, see the inhale going down through the throat, through the heart, and see how deep you can take that inhale. Can it go to your root? Exhale out of your root as well. Just take a two more inhales like that. Inhaling down, really tracing that line down through the heart to the root. Exhaling out as if through the roots. On the exhale, you might even feel that there's some a connection created with the earth, a connection created with the seat that you're on, the place where you're at. And this is a very, very preliminary practice. And this is something to do in any moment that we're starting to feel a disconnection. We've gone into overwhelm. We've gone into really, um, you know, we haven't moved around a bit. We've been on the computer for a while. And then we kind of build on that from there. So from there, you know, in your own time or right now, as you're listening to this, you can just take a hand and put it, you know, cupping the yoni. So the yoni is the word for say it's it means sacred space. So for me, this means putting a hand on your root. If this doesn't feel comfortable for you, you know, put a hand just above, just above, you know, that space between your legs. Just put a hand there. And again, just tune into this space. Have you been tuning into it? Have you been thinking about it? Is discomfort coming up? Is what is coming up? And it's just this moment of dropping in. So a lot of these practices are more like embodied mindfulness, embodied meditations, really bringing the energy of our consciousness to places in our body where we previously may not have even thought that possible. And I think breathwork is such an amazing way of doing that because it is an embodied practice, but it brings our attention. And it really draws our attention within us. I think breathwork is incredibly powerful. And one of the things that does kind of pop for me as you're talking about kind of journey being sacred space, which I didn't know, and I love that, that's so amazing, is that, you know, historically women have been taught to fear, reject or carry shame around their sexuality and of course with the sexuality that also closes down creativity which I think brings us back to what you were talking about starting with feeling safe. Yeah the way that I really see this piece show up especially for soulful heart-centered entrepreneurs is just you know it's a group that I love 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 to work with because you know visionary inspired women and what I see in this is a fear of um, of money, of managing money, of stating our prices, of really telling a person like this is the exchange for my work. My work is valued. My time is valued. So as we're disconnected from honoring ourselves, giving ourselves what we desire in our body, again, this doesn't have to be orgasmic. This could just be that you take a moment to, for that breath versus just pushing through, pushing through overwhelm, right? This could be on, on so many spectrums. So 
really anybody anywhere if if one was to be aware of it if one was to have this seed planted and chooses to um, experiment with this the breath is available to us everywhere so even just one breath of comfort you're already giving yourself something that you know you may be desiring your body may be desiring as we learn to do that it really translates into the way we navigate money because money is such a again a taboo subject um a subject that we see potentially as um so se sexuality is taboo it's been um how shall i say this it's been it's made dirty it's been made dirty especially for women specifically and money especially has been made dirty in this earth realm especially again for women I find that my clients often feel that they don't want to, you know, at the beginning when we start to work together, they feel like it may hurt somebody to request a financial exchange. They would rather just show up and give their gifts for free or for discount or, um, you know, or just are in a place where like, is it even okay to charge for something spiritual? So as we start to work with this, we start to get to know money as an innocent and joyful energy just the way sensuality is so all the trauma and all the blockages and all the fear that is literally held in our body at the root all those times we've said we've said yes or said nothing um, or been taken advantage of physically and someone has entered us someone has um, hurt our bodies those start to reprogram we start to take back our own agency interact with our bodies on our own terms at our own pace and all of a sudden we find a very gentle, innocent experience when we realize that not only is sensuality joyful, beautiful, and very innocent, again, I'm going to say the same with money, archetypally these two pieces are linked. And I find that for women um, standing on their own two feet when it comes to sourcing their financial goodness on this planet, or even just showing up and having that kind of value exchange where finances are involved and coming to their own body and knowing how to meet themselves there. These two pieces I'm super passionate about and I see huge, huge shifts in a person's life when they are able to um, just say yes to exploring this. Definitely, I think money and sex are definitely interlinked and yeah, have definitely been made dirty and taboo for generations. And I think we are at a point where we are now reprogramming that at a collective level and it just takes a little bit of time and it is a great entryway because when you change one you can change both and one of the things I was interested about when you talked about innocence and kind of money and sensuality being innocent those aren't things we typically think about like like sensuality is innocent like money is innocent because it has so much kind of tension around it even as words I'd like you to speak a little bit more about that yeah for sure so this is something that initially um, might feel very shocking, might feel very different than what we've been specifically taught, right? Um, we find that sensuality, we're taught that, especially as women, we're taught that our sex, our attraction um, can hurt people, right? Our attraction can hurt people. It can break up relationships. We might get hurt, not even might. We're told specifically that, you know, if we're too beautiful, if we're too alluring, if we wear X, Y, Z, we're going to get hurt. 
same with money. We're told that money will hurt people. Money takes away from people. It creates poverty. It creates hunger. Um, it you know, money kills. Money is the root of evil. So these are the things that we've been taught. And really, my practice is around going into an inquiry space with source itself, accessed through the body. So again, we're coming back to like how does sensuality relate to spirituality? accessing this knowledge from your own body so as we look at the thing is that when there's multiple layers on top of this it might not be immediately accessible to realize sensuality or money is innocent that said as energies what is sensuality it's shakti it's that creative force of desire that atoms are moving right the polarities of positive and negative the way that galaxies are birthed they're birthed from this energy of um, like an orgasmic supernova. <laughs> and we can find this in our own body where it's okay. It's really okay to want what you want. It's okay to just be safe in your body in all the ways that kind of, you know, when babies are born, they, they know safety. They know innocence. That's why their hands are going all over their body. They're, they're willing to express this emotion, and when it changes, they're ready to express another emotion. It's very innocent until they're taught to suppress this, to not put their hands there, to you know not move in that way. And with money, we often see in children that children are very open about money. They'll have all sorts of ideas of how to create it. Um, they'll often be very generous about, okay, like I'll just give my my only dollar to this person because I just feel them and I love them and I want to help them. So it's a very pure, innocent energy of help, of freedom, <clears throat> of, um, of love and support. And as we open that within ourselves, we start to see how us making money absolutely helps ourselves. We deserve, we are a child of God just as much as any other human is. We must remember to also take care of ourselves the way we love and take care of others. Um, so we start to flow money to us and it starts to feel like, okay, this is okay. I feel a lot less guilt this time. I feel a lot more free in this sense. And then we start to see how also flowing money to ourselves not only, not only does not harm another, it actually supports another because we've invited them into a sacred financial exchange, right? Where you've provided value, you've provided love, support, assistance, facilitation to someone, and they very gladly said, yes, I would love to pay this to you in exchange. So we've uplifted them. We start to really see this as we start to, you know, put our eye to this, and maybe even just from hearing this, um, you know, you can take this and start to just keep an eye out for this. Because we know that the essence, the core of it all is love. The core of it all is that deep, beautiful, flowing love that exists in all the places. So where has it quintessentially not been seen? In sensuality, in the body, in money. Well, let's start to see it there. Let's, let's put that lens on it. Let's say, how can I see more of this? How can I experience more of this? How can I, in my body, in my life, become a conduit of this love and this innocence and this joy? Definitely. And one of the things that, you know, is really coming through for me as you were talking about, just talking there, is about this ability to receive, like to receive money, to receive sensuality, which is a very kind of feminine energy that perhaps we're not familiar with. 
can we can we let ourselves feel pleasure feel sensuality receive money and have it be okay not even have it be amazing just have it be okay absolutely and just when you're phrasing that i can feel this big release like can it be okay can it just be okay and this is why in my work with people i focus on three specific areas and you totally just touched upon them it's receiving all under the umbrella of receiving this is what women are really stepping into learning this is the the shift the opening receiving pleasure so that is body-based practices that is giving to yourself at your own pace repatterning those places that have been you know taken advantage of or are holding memories of um of times that we would like to shift into more joy more fun receiving money Mm -hmm. so learning the way that we can use that energy of pleasure and really spread it forward into the way that we receive money and the way that we just spoken about and also some practices around actually during those moments when you're relaxed when you're receiving pleasure in any sense orgasmic or not you turn your your perception your contemplation to money and with that energy you begin to reprogram and shed layers into stepping into the truth of what receiving money is so i find that you know, my clients have brought in money at a different level than they ever have before. And it's coming from a guilt-free, comfortable energy where it's in integrity, they feel good about it, and we get to know this energy of money in a different way. And then part of this is also receiving your work in the world. Because imagine this, if you were to feel much more aligned with your pleasure, more comfortable in your body, much more guilt-free around money. You know how to ask for it, receive it, while you know for sure that you are supporting and loving another human being by doing so. All of a sudden, your work changes. So I really, I see women refining their niche, refining the way they're speaking about things. All of a sudden, that course that they really wanted to put out, but weren't sure, and can they do it, and is it okay? All of a sudden, they put it out, and it's well-received. And it rolls from there. So these three pieces I really find is interlinked. You can call it soul purpose. You can call it your soulful business. Um, you know, because as spiritual leaders, as spiritual business owners, I find that, you know, personally and the people that I see, there's, there's very little separation between the passion we bring to our work and what we're just passionate about in our life. It's, it's like this intermingling circle of infinity and we do not keep growing our work. Definitely. And one of the things I think can be challenging for spiritual entrepreneurs and spiritual leaders is then balancing that divine feminine energy of, you know, receptivity with the divine masculine of just needing to get stuff done. So kind of what's your, what are your thoughts around that? Balancing too. Mm. Yeah. I love to speak to this because it's such an interesting topic and, People can have so many ahas as we kind of put things um, on the shelf here. So the the masculine, not divine masculine, but just masculine energy has been templated for us from our school days, from our corporate workplace days of just get it done, competition, be the best, be the one, compare yourself to everyone else. So I find that a lot of us, we just have not come in contact with another way of doing things. Or we believe that this is like the way to be successful, get the next degree, climb the ladder, be the best in your industry, and there's only one person that's the best. 
So who we start to drop that and we start to just look around and say, okay, what is this thing about? How do I want to live? How do I want to do my business? So sometimes we have people going into the other direction where all of a sudden they're, um, you know, they're visioning a lot, they're downloading a lot. They have a lot of, you know, intuition and insight, but it's very challenging to take a step. So they're in that place of, is my logo okay? Maybe I'll just tweak my font. Maybe I'll just think about the next idea that's going to be the better idea. And that's kind of the feminine energy of channeling, channeling, birthing, birthing, but never really, um, like the birth never really happens. It's like we're just pregnant, pregnant, pregnant more so. So the merging and the balancing of these masculine and feminine energies and the way that I speak to this is so very beautiful. Whatever you feel pregnant with, whatever idea you feel pregnant with, yes. And the masculine container for this must be created so that your feminine can flow and feel juicy and safe and comfortable to bring these ideas forward. But she also knows that this masculine part of you has got her. This masculine part of you is going to show up for her and actually bring these ideas into form, kind of like the carpenter, right? The idea comes and they go for it and they do it. And at the end, you have this beautiful piece of furniture. So the masculine in this sense comes in, perhaps we're setting certain times when we're showing up to our business. We're holding ourselves accountable. And sometimes this is challenging. So accountability also like just think about it in this way accountability around pleasure and this is what i end up really hearing a lot from women is i know i need i need pleasure practices in my life i want them but i don't show up to them so the masculine um it sets the pace it sets the the space for the woman for the feminine to come into so this could look like planning out just one pleasure practice that you're going to do today or tomorrow and showing up for it. Um, in business, it could look like you have the system set up to take a phone call with a person to receive money. This is huge, to receive money. I see so many people, so many gifted people that I just, I take a look at their space, at their social media presence or their presence, and I have no idea how to give them money, even if I wanted to. Like, it just becomes such a, such a, um, treasure hunt just to find where that pay button is and how I can get their product. And sometimes I'll end up messaging someone and just being, look, like I want to buy something from you. How do I do it? So just making sure that that is easy, easy for you to receive money. So as we start to kind of unwind this, you start to show up for yourself more consistently in business and in pleasure, though not in a sense of I've got my to-do list and it's 20 things or it never ends and I just go, go, go. There's a balance. That's what we say, a balance of the sacred feminine and masculine. Did that answer the question? It did. And I love, I love this idea of having the masculine support the feminine. So I think that's kind of, I was say countercultural, but it's not what we think of as part of the culture. Like our programming is not that the masculine supports the feminine. It's, it's much more of a, it's the go-getting, they've got the go, 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 that I want, I want, I want, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine, rather than him having that rather than him being there as a support for feminine, because both are equally important. Well, and that's where the programming, um, it's a bit of a toxic programming, mm -hmm. because we've been told that, you know, as women, we got to compete. And so, I, you know, we're talking more about an inner marriage, really, mm -hmm. of the feminine and masculine within one body, within one psyche, no matter what kind of body we're in. 
Um, that said, just looking at the external polarity kind of that are presented to us, we've been told that like, oh, you just got to fight for it. Like women have been trained in this kind of exhausting, um, I don't want to say like toxic, but just exhausted, ineffective masculine energy and men as well in this exhausting, ineffective masculine energy. Everyone's just tired. Everyone um, is slowly like like that glaze in the eyes that we see in people. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think there, I mean, there is the toxic masculine is around, but I think it's also just a lot of the shadow masculine that we see one aspect of the masculine yeah. and we don't get to lean into kind of the beauty and the benefits of masculine energy. Oh my gosh. I am in love with just sourcing the divine, beautiful, supportive, sexy, juicy, like masculine within myself and then really you know from that place i see it so much more in my partner i actually because i template it within myself and i teach this um to those i work with as well teaching templating that, and all of a sudden we're calling that in externally all of a sudden we're meeting a different level of person all of a sudden our husband is is you know um showing up in a certain way where we get to see this this mirrored in in the hologram of life so yes first we you know come into those places within ourselves we start to support ourselves in that way um in that beautiful luscious like here is the space for you now play in it now be juicy in it that's that's the sacred masculine that's what he says he provides that safe container and the feminine can just relax into it that sounds amazing. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yes, more of yeah. that. And I was just thinking as you were saying that, you know, the masculine provides. And I think, yes, he absolutely does. And I think we've been taught, we've been trained that the masculine takes. And that is mm. why, you know, as the feminine, we don't always feel safe. And it's, yes. like, it's like they've been taught to battle each other, like they're in constant competition. Yeah. Oh man, there's so much to be said here because there's been almost like a insidious corruption of of all of it. Um, yeah, like I just it's so poignant what you said. We've been told that the masculine takes, and you know, and this is where the body based trauma is coming from. That somehow we've been told the masculine takes, then we saw it show up in the form of a partner who just took our body when we weren't ready. We weren't told how to say no. We weren't told how to say yes when we wanted to. So we just keep on getting like one layer over another layer of, of evidence. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really coming into this source aligned, um, the source aligned experiences. And this is where the true spirituality comes in, right? It's the healing of karma of these sort of um, perversions within ourselves, within our psyches, first and foremost and always, coming into seeing the truth and the beauty of of source within us, in the interplay of the hieros gamos, the internal marriage of the masculine and feminine within ourselves. And at that point, we we are living in a world where certain things pass us by and will not even come into our field, while other things, you know, we start to see more evidence or this beauty in our life we start to boundary the way we show up where we're not available for anything but that to come into our space to present itself as the people we work with as the people we have partnerships with 
um, all of a sudden, you know, we, we really turn the dial up on the kind of frequency where we're living in and bringing as well. So we become part of turning the tide on this planet, you know, as we, as we kind of anchor this energy and someone else does and someone else does, all of a sudden more and more people are, you know, are beginning to kind of be pulled, be invited, be attracted to this kind of energy as well. So what are some that we can do, because like today or maybe this weekend, to really support that inner marriage within ourselves? Ooh, yes. So, so interesting because um, this work leads to so much freedom and joy and fun. And of course, it starts in, in the places where there might initially be a little bit of pain. So those places get to be healed. They get to be transformed. So... Let me, let me just tune in here of what could really, really support um, the community that's listening into this here. Mm. So initially, I'm really seeing just the fun, fun templating of what does an inner marriage look like and really going on that discovery for yourself. So maybe you, you do a little Google image search of, um, an image that really represents love and support, you know, that, that piece that really touched, um, touched this conversation of the masculine provides space for the feminine to relax. So maybe you find an image of that. Maybe you make that your background image. Maybe you ask yourself, if that's what I were to live as, what would that mean? How can my masculine today, this weekend, as you say, show up for my feminine? This is where I ask my body, like for my body, what do you want? What do you need today? The body being matter, um, matter, mother, the feminine. You know, and maybe it's just a little bit more relaxation. Maybe it's being fed a little bit better quality of food. Maybe it's just taking a nap. So when the feminine wants that, when that nourishing part wants that, okay, well, what kind of container can I create for you then? This is a question to ask internally as well, inviting that masculine energy in to support your feminine and, you know, heal channel through you as how to do that. Maybe it means that you take care of that email you need to send right now because it's been draining your energy because you know you needed to do it. And then you go have that nap. And that's how he steps up and provides. That's how he makes the space. So I would say go find some imagery, get inspired, just, just love it. Love the artistic piece of it and then ask your feminine what she wants and then ask the masculine how we can make that happen it's it's an internal game so at any level that you're ready for that you're going to do and i would bet that um you know you you who are listening right now you're already intuitively you know you already know just by hearing this you know this isn't doesn't have to be a long process you might just get an insight right away Absolutely. And what I was hearing as you were talking about, just talking about that, um, or inviting us in to share that practice, but there's also an element of this about honouring the masculine within. Actually giving him the space to support us, <laughs> to support the feminine. <laughs> oh gosh, that is so huge. Like, right? So, yeah, yes, that is a whole other topic, like really giving the masculine space to show up trusting him with a capital H trust trusting him um 
relinquishing ourselves to him, surrendering to him in that sense of saying, okay, you know how to take care of me. You And, you know, this might be something where, you know, over a week, we start to trust him that much more. We start to trust him that he has shown up for us. He is showing up for us. He's someone who we can trust and it's okay. And then, you know, really templating that, that releasing of control because there is this, you know, stereotypical image of just like the frazzled feminine trying to take care of it all and then running dry, like literally the cup running dry, the body running dry. Ooh, and we want luscious, juicy, just relaxation and um, bursting, bursting of those pregnant ideas. And yes, yes, so much to be said here. <laughs> yeah. This, and so much this trust is required. Like, trust him, trust her, mm. trust herself, really. Well, exactly. Yeah, and trust that it, you get to have it all. It can all channel through you in this beautiful inner marriage. Yeah. And I'm just imagining what the world would look like if we all just trusted. You know, if we trusted our masculine and honored our feminine. Yeah. And, you know, again, just coming back to feeling safety in our body and understanding that we get to work with money in a very healthy, nourishing way. And really build, like, we get to build this next level this next experience in the planet in the world i love that question of what would it look like and what would it look like in in our life just on a very personal level something to think about and explore possibilities are endless <laughs> exciting and i have absolutely loved talking to you today and i know that our listeners would love to kind of connect with you and learn more about you where can they find you Yes. So my website, Anna Loza, A-N-N-A-L-O-Z-A dot com. I'm also on Facebook. I share a lot of stories and content and tips over there. And if this has struck a chord with you, if you're, if you're saying, yes, I want more of this, I want to you know, explore this deeper, I invite you to speak with me one-on-one. I offer a certain amount of complimentary chats every week you can find those from my website and i would just love to get to know you to see where you're at and how this work can take you deeper i love that anna thank you so much for all the wisdom you shared with us today you're so welcome thank you so much amy for inviting me into your community into this conversation it has been my absolute honor and pleasure to be here today Thanks for listening. Now head on over to amybeyondini.com for more things for money and magic.